And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Welcome to The Right Reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm Dave Jacoby. And I'm still freaking loving Ladies of London. I love that show. I have to tell you something. I watched it like two and a half times. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you didn't tell me this before. You just wanted to come up with this confession on the pod. I forgot. These well, are if my anybody confessions. Had, uh, if anybody had 20 seconds into the first thing, embarrassing thing Juliet says, then you win. <laughs> and if you had 26 seconds into the first time she sings, you win. That's a really good song. Confessions by Usher. Confessions part song. two, actually. Anyway, I started watching it and I got distracted, so I had to start at work to like mm-hmm. be a true professional for this podcast. Good. Then I started watching it again, really paying attention. So that's like a total of one time. And then uh, my friend came over and we were watching a documentary that was really boring. So we switched to Ladies of London. And I was like, sure, sure let's just why start not? Over. Let's just ride, the, ride it mind. out. Yeah. So my T stop was high, but it was on. Did you pretend? That you hadn't seen it before? No. Uh, you were like, I've was, seen this four times, but I love it so much, a fifth will work. I was truthful. So it's actually only two times, not two and a half. But that's like a really stupid amount of times to watch Ladies of London. Except it's great. It's my favorite reality Look, show right now. we take this podcast very seriously, and I appreciate that, and so do the listeners. Yeah, thanks. So not this, only that, is we, had like a, we had a couple of threads going on about Ladies of London research. Oh, like, there is some so juicy much. stuff out there. So much. Let's talk about the show, and then we'll talk about Start the research. Start with the show first? Okay, yeah, good. so um, main, I, I don't even know what the main plot was, but a big one was Julie, she was meeting with investors to um, give her money for her Jub Balls business. Mm, what does Jub stand for? Julie's Unbelievable Balls. No, I believe it's Unbelievables. Oh. Which is better. Are you right? sure? I'm not sure. I don't think she's that smart. I, listen, you watched it seven times, so you probably know better than me. But I think it, I think it is actually Julie's Unbelievable Balls. Okay, that's still really bad. What? I kind of like it. You do? Yeah, I know that you wrote on the rundown that it's the worst name of history of branding, so I wanted to go the other way. You know what I mean? This is like first take. Jub sounds like a a sound that you make to your baby when they're in the bath and like splashing water. Jub is not not a good sound. It just doesn't work. It sounds like a really, really bad horror movie. What was that? Chubbs? What's the horror movie? I don't know. I get too scared at horror movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Um, It sounds like an underwater sound to me. Chud. Creature from oh. the underground or something. <laughs> when like you're underwater, like you have a snorkel on, like you can only kind of hear things like job, 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 job. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. That's a good point. <laughs> like someone screaming at you, like shark, shark, yeah. all your ears, like job, 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 and then you get eaten by a shark. Job, 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 job. So it's a really bad name, and she just um, doesn't seem to be that sharp to me. <laughs> That, to say the least, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. Because I like her. It's not her. even a compliment. It's an insult. But it's the nicest thing you've ever said. She, I like her, so I don't want to flat out insult her. She doesn't seem that sharp to me. You know, that translation, she's dumb. Would you invest in her business? Absolutely not. They don't even look good. No. I think they're supposed to be like... The things that you like buy after, after you yoga. work out. After you work out, they sell these things at the gym, and you're like, you don't feel like having a burger immediately after working out to cancel it all out. So you're like, oh, let me fill my tummy with something healthy, Jub. But I just feel like she's not going to be in a leadership position in that market. It's already it's already full, and the people have a long advantage in terms of branding and product. Uh yeah, and, and she literally like makes them in her kitchen, right? You know, like, and it's just not she scalable. Didn't, she, didn't even, she didn't indicate she had any sense of scale for this yes, business, exactly. And like, it seems like the kind of food that you don't want to have preservatives in it. So I don't know how big it can really get because you don't want it to like be shipped overseas, sitting yes. in a shipping container. And she has one tiny oven. Like, like really, how I big can this did, get? She did move it out of her house. Good, she's, good, good. she's using like an industrial kitchen, but she has a lot of the cooking at home, and. 
she just does I, I would just not invest. Also, the other really weird thing to me was the first person, I mean, it was for TV, but the first person she called after finding out the investors were in was Annabelle and not her husband. Well, do the hus- of course. Do the husbands of this TV show exist? exist? They do not. They absolutely do not. There are no husbands on this television show. It kind of makes me respect them. Like, shout out to them for refusing to be on the show. Like, if they yes. if they are real business people, they don't want to like pull a Mauricio and like, be a side character of their woman. Like, I think Mauricio show. makes a lot of money from being on that show, though. I think people seek out Mauricio as a real estate agent. I think that his business got a bump from the show. To be honest with you, I guess that's true. But I don't respect him like in life. Like, I do believe it's probably good for his business. You don't but respect Mauricio in life. I'm not. I'm not sure that I do. I've seen you hover around Mauricio at a party, okay? <laughs> just hover. I wanted to get Just like scene. within striking distance. You were like 12 feet away, not – your body language was away from him, but you would check like, in on him and you would know shoulder. if he left. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a big monitor at parties. Like I'm like, oh, I, I, I like case the room with my eyes or whatever. But you'll make it not seem like you're like monitoring somebody, but they will be monitored. Sure. So I'm okay. a stalker. Keep, keep that in mind. <laughs> once again, learned on this podcast. Um well, Anyway, Joe, Julie's husband didn't show up. There's just no, there's just no husband. There it's so no husbands. weird. It's a husbandless society. And then Sophie, who is a sister-in-law of Caroline Stanberry. I wish it was Stansberry. I, I feel like it sounds name, a little more British with a Stansberry. Yeah, and like Goldsberry. Sophie Stansberry sounds pretty good though. Yeah, so Sophie Stanberry married into the Stanberry family. She married Caroline's brother, and she had a birthday party at a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Mexican food in London? They're really far from Mexico. They're very, very far from Mexico. <laughs> but it, London does have, like, really good Jamaican food and really good Indian right, food so and things like that because they have, they, they have sort of, like, figured it out. But I think Mexican food, if, if it's fine, it's good. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it can really only be bad. Like, I feel like if it's okay, Mexican food is still great food. You know what I mean? Sure. Then it's hard to mess up, like, chips and dip. You know what I mean? Oh. And some refried beans. Queso, really hard to mess up. Show me a queso you don't like and I'll be shocked. I really enjoy this establishment, but I will never, ever, ever order the Tom's Urban Diner queso again. Interesting. It was awful. Huh. Tom's Urban had a lot of like good small share plates, too. We so. have another podcast called Food News, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, where this conversation belongs. <laughs> Sorry. Back to Ladies of London. Not only is Jub going to fail... But like we are watching the collapse of Caroline Stanberry's gift library right before our eyes. Gift library. But one thing I think about, it, have we talked about this in the podcast before? That the first thing that comes to mind whenever I hear about her business, I think that she like saw Pippa Middleton's family business uh-huh. and was like, "Oh, I'll just do that." But they have a party planning business and they're very it's, successful. Oh, like, I always imagined it was like a ninety-nine cent like party no. supply store. <laughs> no, they're like event planners. Oh, that, like, you can make that much money being event planners? I don't know. They somehow figured it out. I guess for the rich people. Yeah. The Middletons are doing great. I freaking love that family. There's huge margins in that business, too. Like, once you get to the upper, upper echelon, it's like, I want to have, like, a birthday party for my two-year-old. Cool. $1.5 million. Like, okay. Yeah, then you 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 spend $200,000 on it and blow everyone's mind. If the Middletons, like, if if Kate and William ever get divorced, which I hope they don't. Whoa. you You don't do that. Uh, well, Charles Charles and Diana yeah, did. Sure, sure did. <laughs> There's precedent now. Anyway, if the Middletons are ever, like, not royal, they'd be perfect for reality TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. They got three kids, all very attractive. They're like, new money. Love it. Oh, it now just... I'm rooting for them to get divorced. I but know. they have to get divorced soon because no one cares about, like, the, you know, the... I'll always care. Yeah, they're all... <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> 
Uh, so Gift Library's failing, yep. and um, we're kind of watching it slowly, but uh, because Caroline is actually rich and famous, you can Google her, mm-hmm. and then you get like the full story of how her business, like they call, they call it going into administration, which is here going into bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. But I think it's all not just bankruptcy, which is sort of like can be used as like a little corporate trick to like yeah. revitalize your business. I think the administration is like you no longer have any control or stake, and lawyers figure yeah. out what to do with the assets. It's like a true liquidation. Yes. Of your it's, I think bankruptcy, you, there's still a little bit of hope. You know what sure. I mean? Like GM like was over. GM was once bankrupt, and now look at it. But I think, I think that 50 like cent. yes, and 50, <laughs> fifty cent also bankrupt, and now look at him. He looks great. So there's basically like General Motors, Fifty Cent, the gift library, all the exact same. <laughs> but meanwhile, the company's like going out of business, and Caroline was supposedly just like on the ski slopes in the Alps, like not caring, Alps, yes. while her company of fifty people, according to the Daily Mail, we should just say. So who knows? You don't believe the Daily Mail. I usually do, but I just want to. It's every once in a while you read a headline with a typo, or just like it's some facts wrong. You're just like, wait a second, guys. Did anyone read this? I feel like they do this on purpose, almost. They're just like, whatever. We have so much content. Is anyone really reading this? Like, yeah, yeah, for real. How many people are going to see this this typo, this mistake? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Caroline is uh, like just you know off the rails. And she also is still being quite mean in this episode. But it's also to me, it's like they have, you know, as as someone with entrepreneurial aspirations and everybody with entrepreneurial aspirations are listening to this podcast. It just has these ideas and they're just like, God, if I just had like the seed money, like if I just, you know what I mean? If I just had the like financial net that I could walk out on this trapeze rope, but in they, and both Jub and the gift library have more than a net. Like they've got a huge foam pit underneath them of like all the money in the world they could possibly want just to sort of break even with their ideas. And still they can't run successful businesses. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Jub saved the old English manor, Mapperton, as Julie is claiming. Yes. Like, that would be hilarious if, like, some crappy-ass balls that you get at your, at yeah, it's your like, yoga it's, studio. This, like, this, this, you know, centuries-old sort of, like, old house with old money was saved because of Jub balls. Jub. This is the Jub. house that Jub balls revitalized. <laughs> I would love it. Meanwhile, Caroline Fleming is, like, really opening herself up on television. I love Caroline Fleming, but she's so wacky. She's just, she's, like, doesn't live in the same world as us. As anybody. But the thing is, she doesn't do it in this, like, dumb way yeah. that sort of Jax does. You know what I mean? Like, shout to Jackson and everything, but, like, you know, he's not going to win the Nobel Prize anytime soon. So less likely to win the Nobel Prize than Julie, even. Yes, but, like, he doesn't share the same reality that, that we share in the same way that Caroline does, but, like, in a completely different way. Because Caroline seems kind of smart and, like, knowledgeable about social stuff in the world around her. She's just kooky. She's just so rarefied that she, like, has, like, the... Um, like, she has the ability to be kooky because she doesn't have to worry about some stuff. Yes. I, I feel like that's, like, a rich person thing where totally. you can, like, indulge your craziness because you don't have to worry about, like, being realistic and, There's like, no money. consequences yeah. for being looked at as a crazy person. Right. It's, so like, she, eccentricity is kind of, like, your goal rather than, like, rich. Right. She's already done the rich part. So yes. she's just fleshing out her personality. Yes, exactly. And dating younger men. Okay, so she um, tells us on this episode that she's found someone. She feels like a 16-year-old. She's in love. She also tells us that he's well-endowed. He's well-endowed. Yes, and she also tells us that, like, what is it? Like, She, she, she goes, wait, she's a little TMI about the sex with this guy. Does she ever? Do you know anything else about this man besides the fact that they have sex? No, and I tried to find out by Googling, and I couldn't figure it out. That's why I love you as a podcast I partner. just wanted to know who this guy was that so made her I. so happy. Also, he's older than her boyfriend before him, which I feel like she should have disclosed. The guy mm. that she had, Lord Bentner, the footballer that she that she had a kid with, was like even younger. So 30 is like 
step in the right direction. But I've heard nothing about what he looks like, nothing. what he acts like, whether he's smart, whether he's funny. I've heard absolutely nothing about him besides the fact that he has a penis. I couldn't figure it out. It's kind of impressive they kept that a secret. You couldn't figure it out? No. Julia. I know. Did you really try? I tried for like two minutes. That's a lot. Huh. That's a lot of Googling. You Didn't can you... do a lot of searches in that time. I know you have a theory that the next on is the best part of of not just Below Deck, but sort of most reality shows, and I think you're right. Did you see the next on of Ladies of London? I didn't, because I was like, I'm obviously watching and I'm excited, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't You don't need, need to tease me here, yeah. yeah. What I, was it? It, um, what someone, because you know how like someone makes one aside comment in this show, and it gets blown out of proportion, and someone was like, oh, it's the cougar about to bowl, they go bowling. They're like, hide the kids, here comes the cougar, and then she takes offense to that, it's like hiding your children, and like, just because I date a 30-year-old, it's like, girl, like... Calm down. Come on, man. Like, no one's, no one's saying that you're, like, a sexual predator, okay? <laughs> like, we're just saying that you're dating a young person. Uh, one other note, and then we can move on. Marissa and her husband, like, they had, like, just kind of, like, a pointless segment where they're like, we are, we're so well-connected in the hospitality and restaurant industry that when we go to restaurants, we get to sit at the chef's table. And, like, ordinarily, that's cool. And it's, like, usually, like, a private dining room or something. And they went to some restaurant, and then they were, like, walked downstairs, and they they sat at the, quote-unquote, chef's table. They were just sitting in the kitchen. It wasn't even yes. a good restaurant, a good table. Excuse what, me. what it clearly was was we're not going to allow you to shoot on the dining room floor because we respect our establishment and we have actual customers that want to come and eat here like they always have. So we're just going to have to tuck you away somewhere else. Let's put you in the kitchen and call it the chef's table. Yeah. Marissa and her husband are actually successful, though. Like, the nightclubs that he owns are very hip with, like, royals and British celebrities. I forget really? what it's good called. For him. But, yeah, they're actually successful. There's four bumpkin locations, which is a lot. That's a lot. I think the hot dog place, Top Dog, is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real, so I was, I just wanted to know if everyone was like actually rich or not. So, do you have a power rankings? Um, not completely. Cause I didn't do a full. But deep you have an dive. idea. Care, well, I think that Juliet is the least rich. Well, actually, it's not true. Julie and her husband might be uh, yeah. around the same, but they have titles. We don't know exactly whatever, but like, give me just like your general findings after gonna, doing a financial analysis. I'm put Juliet and her husband Gregor at the bottom mm-hmm. because they don't have a title. And they're not that rich. Like they, his his estimated net worth on celebritynetworth.com is like six million. The first of celebritynetworth.com, I just don't yeah. believe it at all. Like I think that like you have to give or take like twenty million. Sure, but I mean, he uses a barometer. If we're, if we're yeah. applying it to everyone, yes. it is apples to apples. Yeah. Celebrity net worth versus celebrity net worth yeah. metric. Like it's not the actual metric, but at least you can. It's some sort of comparison. <laughs> this is like such a nice shout out for celebrity net worth. I should thank us. Um, anyway. So they're like worth. He works in like communications, like new technology, mm-hmm. like rich people stuff, but not like rich. Like you never know. The like communication, new technology could mean like, oh, I'm the next Steve Jobs, or it could mean like I'm a mafioso, and that's yeah. what I say. He works for a company based in Sweden that has like a new like streaming cable box thing. Isn't that it's every a, company in Sweden? Isn't right that every too. single company in Sweden? I'm very happy with my Roku in one room and Chromecast in another, so I don't need. That. Yes. Yes. Um, and then Caroline Stanberry's husband works in private equity, which is like where all these like secretly really rich guys work. Yeah. And yeah. he recently sold his stake in some like very well established European company to become a primary like new investor in a fund based in Kazakhstan. So make that what you will. These are I think like Kazakhstan. I don't know this for a fact, obviously, because I'm not like a, a millionaire European. But I feel like there are places like the like the Cayman Islands here, or yeah. you know what I mean, where you can sort of like quote unquote hide your money. And I feel like in Europe there are these like safe havens, like you know people all talk about Geneva and people always talk about like these places. And yeah. I think that 
a lot of that is going on there. Definitely. And so Caroline might not be rich from Gift Library, but I think her family still does have money. So they're they're doing pretty good. I think the fact that she had Gift Library for as long as she did and she ran it the way that she did is a good indicator that she's very rich. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but her her father left the board of advisors of Gift Library a yeah. year before it, it fell apart. Imagine <laughs> yeah. that conversation at, at Thanksgiving dinner. They don't have Thanksgiving at Christmas dinner where it's like, Dad, like you quit my company. He's like, yeah, I did. She, he's like, of course I did. I don't want that tarnishing my reputation. It's almost like insider trading. Like he knew it was going to fail because <laughs> yes. it was his own daughter. Yes. <laughs> Unfair. So she's she's pretty rich. I, it just explains a lot of it. But these, you know, shout out to all these ladies. I, I just love this show. It's I like this so show too. Stupid. If you don't watch it. it, like don't have expectations that high. Like I think part of the reason we enjoy it is because it did kind of like come out of nowhere and is slightly interesting. Slightly interesting. And again, like for me, it just fulfills so many cliches and stereotypes about like London society that like I, it, it's great. Like it plays into what to an American's imagination, which I, I appreciate. I appreciate it too. Blow deck, blow deck. You know, I'm so I'm still waiting for these theatrics that they're teasing for us in the in the. Uh... I'm telling you, when I watched the this season on, I was not impressed. I don't know. It's just it's it's it seems like they just kind of messed up at casting. So they haven't they got rid of Don and they brought in Dane. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Like use make him use a fake name. It's too confusing. Anyway, <laughs> Dane has like a drinking problem. Oh yeah. He, he used to like was like sitting by himself just like drinking liquor and like he became unintelligible. He was slurring his words to a degree where he couldn't speak. He was basically going jump, 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 jump. <laughs> yes, he was like jump, 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 jump. But like he wanted to really engage with people that walked yeah. by him. So he was in like the crew galley with like a bottle of Jack, I think, I think or something. So. And uh, he was past the point of like, oh, you're going to remember this or whatever. And it was like people would come down and kind of like just like poke the bear a little bit and then leave because he was he seemed like he was in like a through fair to get from one place to the other you had to like pass the jub yeah. jub guy and every time someone had to walk past the jub jub guy they had footage of it and he had to like sort of jub jub at them for a while and they were like oh you're hammered dane like go away but it, it was a it wasn't like a night out at the bar where he had one too many shots with friends like we've all kind of done that but it was like one of those like just me here with my bottle of jack in yeah. the galley it was alarming it wasn't alarming so much. It was like, ooh, like maybe next time we have a night off and we decide to stay on the boat, you know what I mean? Like we should just give him like course lights, you know? <laughs> Beer only. If that yeah. Happens. It was like, you're, 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 yeah, you're at like a wedding where they're trying to save the money. You know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're at a wine and beer wedding. Mm, how do you feel about a wine and beer wedding? I actually like it. it. It's actually not just a money thing. Sometimes it's like, look, man, let's just, let's just not get this too out of control. That's you a know? really good point. Also, yeah. I feel like you kind of you, you can fit you can do a theme around wine and beer in a nice way. Yes, you can like pick like you know craft beers or whatever. Not that I know anything about that, but it sounds yeah, like a great idea. You, yeah, you can definitely do that. But it does kind of curb the like okay, like at least everyone's gonna keep their clothes no, on. No shots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of preferences for drinks, the charter guests this week had very specific food requests, yeah. such that he wanted a menu printed for each meal. Mm-hmm. Surprised to even have a printer on board. I love that they have a printer on board, and of course, I Kate is perfect at, at like you know making a word document look like a menu and be hoity-toity. But like this guy, clearly didn't care about the weather. He didn't care about the jet skis. He didn't care about. He wasn't like, hey, give me Don Julio like nineteen forty-two or whatever. He was like, I want to eat well. That's my focus. Everybody knew it, even the chef. And then what happened? 
then Leon didn't even get the right food. Didn't get any food. And he he tried to use the fact that it was coming from Florida as an excuse. So last time I checked, Miami has great food. But here's the thing is the six Ps. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Did John Wooden say that? I think so. Maybe. My buddy Arthur Warren's uncle said that. That's where I got it from. <laughs> yes. Joking. Uh, yes. But I think some it's not obviously I don't think it's an Arthur Warren's uncle original. Sure. But it's like, dude, like you know this guy is f- is food focused, so like just plan it out and get it together. Instead, it seemed like he was getting like dinner brought in while he was cooking lunch. He was just not diligent, didn't do his job to the fullest. Do you know who does? Kate. Kate. Kate's really good at what she does. Kate is the best at what she does. I would hire Kate to do anything in the world. Are you looking forward to Rocky and um, Eddie hooking up next week? Very much so. <laughs> Let's get things heated up here, guys. It is happening because Eddie has basically broken up with his girlfriend. Who knows what's happening? Yeah. I think you kind of like, it's like going on the real world. Like you kind of break up when you for go on. When you show. go No, for a charter season. Oh. I think for charter season, it's sort of like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna break up. It does suck if you're stuck on a boat with no one you're attracted That's to. That's the thing is I feel like it's Eddie's girl dicey. has a lot more like adultery options than he does. <laughs> he has Absolutely. very limited adultery options, but he still figures it out with Rocky. Yeah. Like he just uh, – she was the only one he could really go for. And I feel like he waited out the Emil storm. He imploded. Yep. And now it's going to be Eddie's time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that turned out to be as juicy as it seems. Connie – no, Kate, no. I don't know. It doesn't seem like Eddie's cup of tea. You know Kate and Amy were out because he already knows them. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if it didn't happen the first charter season, like, I feel like, yeah. Why would it happen then? Not that likely. Because, yeah. like, she, she was available then. He could have broken up with his girl for, what's her name, Amy? Let me guess. You really like the next time on? Yeah, because I'm looking forward to them getting together. Me too. The next time on's a second to a um, epilogue of where the people are now in terms of, like, credit credit reels on reality TV. I love knowing where people are now. I know you do. It's just like really important to me. I have an unpopular opinion. Okay. I think that Emil should go the way of Don. What? Like, kick him off the boat, man. Oh, yeah. Just you know what I mean? Just swap him out with somebody else. Like, at least Dane is like a drunk and might like, you know, drown <laughs> or something. But like, this, Emil is just going to say dumb thing after dumb thing. And he just also doesn't do anything. And he, uh, he sucks. He's such a, such a punchable face. Whoa. I've really turned on him. You want to punch Emil in the face. I would like someone to. I don't want to. I don't, Matt Barnes. You'd like I, Matt Barnes. We're going to get to that. <laughs> You're like Matt Barnes to get in a speedboat. I don't think I'd be a good puncher. Punch face. I've never gotten into it. I've never like thrown a punch. I don't think I'd be good at it. Have you ever taken like a class where you like did that into the bag or like something? Kickboxing type yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not really a class type when I go to the gym. No? No. I'm like... It's just, I, I feel like I would be a bad Have fighter. you seen Mark Long at the gym lately? No, I haven't. Really? If you did, would you say hi? For I those that don't so. know, Mark Long. It's from the Road Rules. From the Road Challenge. Rules Challenge. Did a podcast with us. Goes to the same gym as Juliet. He was like, why didn't you talk to me? Yeah. So if you see him there, do you, it's, uh, yeah. some time has passed. It's I been like would, a year and four months. I would still talk to him, I think. Do you think he would remember who you are? I think he would pretend to. I think yeah. no, he but he's de- like nice enough that he would pretend to. Yeah, I and think I would if you like, said like we once did this interview at ESPN. He'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of not remember. Yeah, I, but I, I would. He he was coming in hot as he told yes. us so many times. Yes. he was a nice guy though. I liked him. Yes, he was very nice. I would I would say hi to him. I mean, he would remember you from the party he attended as well. Oh yeah, we have a great great pic together on Instagram. It really <laughs> made me quite happy. Good. Me, him, Johnny, very photogenic, and man. Wesley. Very photogenic man. Yeah, and I was wearing my favorite denim jacket, so it was a great night. Good night. Um, moving on. Survivor? Yes. You're in on Survivor. Yes, I'm back in on Survivor. I'm, a, I'm into. 
I really like the survivor. twist of having the immunity idol be in the challenge. Mm-hmm. But they should make it a little bit harder for the guy to get. I think they're they're still workshopping it a little mm-hmm. bit. It's a good idea, though. It's a really good idea. Shout out to the producer who was like, let's just mix it up a little I bit. I always love this moment when they're all like poking in. First of all, whenever they go searching for the idol, I'm allergic to bee stings. I just get terrified. <laughs> You are allergic? Because, yes, big You're time. like my girl. Exactly. I'm going to die in the middle of the forest. Like, what's his name? Macaulay Thomas Culkin. Thomas Jane James. Macaulay Culkin is his name. Yeah, in, in the movie. Not Thomas James. Thomas You remember Jane. the character name? <laughs> I really liked that movie when it was I was a, a good, kid. I cried. Yeah, um, the second one was good, too. I, you know, they, had a, was, they had a sequel to My, my girl? girl? too, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, she comes to L.A. Is it a like, threesome called My Girls? <laughs> No. No. Oh. It'd be funny with my girl, comma, too. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's another dude. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, no, but it has like a, like some La Brea, La Brea tar pits. Whatever. Who okay. cares? So when they're poking around for the idol, I just keep thinking they're going to poke a hornet's nest. That's all I can think about. Because basically the idol is always hidden in like, it has to, the, uh, it has to be a a natural architecture of significance. You know right. what I mean? It's always like a fork in a tree or a rock pile or something where it's like where you can explain where to be. It can't just be like a plain old tree in the middle of nowhere. Do you think it'd be someone's job to um, check on the idol every day, like a PA, and make sure it hasn't moved? Or like check hmm. on like the clue? Because how can you, like, what if, if like, a, like Yeah, what if one of those jungle cats just like takes the idol for right. whatever reason or and a then, bird uses it as nesting material? What if it gets like... Um, you know, like blown away by the wind. Yeah. And then there ends up being two of the same clue. Like, is that, I mean, you know, it's just it is a little something trouble. to me, something to consider. Also, they don't even try giving out clues for the idol. It, now it's you're looking for a clue. Exactly. Look, one of my favorite moments is when the person finds the idol. It was the dude from Cambridge this week. And Jeremy. I Jeremy. Like him. I like him too. Um, and he is so excited because he thinks it's the idol, and he's like, oh, clue. Clue. You know what I mean? Like, ah. But to your point, it's not very hard to get the idol once you have the clue. Right. I do like that it's in the challenge, though. It's, a, it's an extra wrinkle. Yes. Um, the uh, description of where it was was confusing, like, I think they could tell that in post it was confusing because they kept like showing you by like highlighting the box where it in was. Yeah, yeah, I liked that little that little production touch. I felt like it was someone was like, I want people to understand. Yes, exactly where, the, where, where, where we told is. them it was. Yeah. I think what's happened is is that the rest of the cast doesn't know that there are challenge idols. Right. So it's not only is it just too easy to find. It's like no one's even aware that this is a possibility because I think like next season. It'll be a little bit more like, right. all right, oh, while well, we possible. have a challenge, we've got our like, like kind of like you hovering around Mauricio at a party. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone will kind of have like an eye on everybody else, but trying to pretend like they don't. You know what I mean? That's the one thing that kind of sucks about Survivor. If you have a great idea, you need to like uh, implement it immediately because and like make it happen because then it just like gets used up and then becomes like a, a part of the bag of tricks of Survivor for the next season. Yes, and when they split up the tribes this week, they split up the two tribes into three tribes. And everyone on the show now has so much survivor data that they yeah. can go back to. They're like, well, we're in the minority of a tribe, and we all know that they're going to vote us out. It's just kind of like the you know the, the game is is got is more layered now because everyone else knows they're like, oh, they're going to vote him out first and then me, so I have to go turn this person. It's sort of like you know everyone knows each other's tricks. It really worked out well for the producers that PG and Abby remained on the same tribe. Yes, was that just luck? I think so. It's pretty. You know, good luck there was for the one. Production. Do you remember there was one season, like three or four seasons ago, where there was like a rock switch controversy, where it seemed like Jeff switched a rock oh, on yeah. somebody or something. But like, I think that it's so 
above the board now that it'd be really hard to stack that deck the way they did it. Because that just worked out really well because PG, it was good for fighting with Abby, but she, as a standalone character, wasn't that compelling. Yes. Whereas I feel like Savage and Tanya, who are on the bottom of that tribe, are better TV characters, so I, I think it's good they're sticking around longer. Yes. Savage in particular, because I feel like people respond to, like, treat him with a lot of respect, so even if he's kind of not that um I love Savage. I, I like him too. He's just like he's not like is a flamboyant. Tasha. Am I wrong? Tasha, you're right. Yeah, it's okay. Tasha. It's, even if even if Savage isn't that like flamboyant, like um Varner Gar- Varner. Yes. When he was like when he was always trying to talk to Wigglesworth. Like Sav we'll get to that in a second. But Savage is like the way people treat him, it's worth keeping him around because he like elicits like certain reactions that and are interesting. I feel like the profession of lawyer is regarded uniquely in in this environment. In you know what I mean? In Survivor, because I think people automatically assume that you're cunning, automatically assume you're like a good liar, automatically Smart. assume you're influential. Like, it's almost like a threat and threatening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even like, I think lawyer and doctor, like in the real world, are kind of like looked at sort of sort of the same. Sure. But like in the Survivor environment, if you're a lawyer or a doctor, you are looked at very differently. Well, it's like your skills, your professional skills could be put to use yes. better yes. on Survivor. But like almost in like a way that people assume that you're kind of shady. Right. It's not really fair. No. I come from, I mean, I know a lot of lawyers. Yes. <laughs> um, so then like the big thing that happened in this episode was the green team loses Varner tries to talk to his ally, Kelly Wigglesworth, who's like now on the purple team. Mm-hmm. And he's like very obviously whispering to her. But he was mouthing words yeah, to he her. Was, Here's my question. What's he saying? That's my my thing. Like, what could he possibly say that would advance his game in any way? I don't know. Like, I miss you. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It's not. I don't know. Like, it's not exactly like. Uh, you know, like Bull Durham, where you're like telling the batter what pitch is coming. Like, I don't know what, what I don't know how this can help. I don't know either. Yeah, I think it was more like, oh, I want a sandwich. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like totally like, like, yeah, I would love a club. You know, <laughs> like, I didn't know what was he trying to communicate that could give him an advantage or disadvantage. But then Tasha. We got a rat. We, we got, got a rat. rat. <laughs> we got a rat. I let you run on the rundowns. Like, he was, like, they're in Departed. Yeah, exactly. It was like, there's a rat in here. You know what I mean? It was like Goodfellas or something at Bronx Tale. It was like, oh, you know, I smell a rat. The Departed's been on HBO a lot lately. It's a really good watch. It's really it's good. It's a really good watch. It's long, but once you've seen it once, you can jump in jump at in any out. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, between the, the Departed on HBO, Catch Me If You Can on TBS, and Titanic on, like, Showtime right now, Leonardo mm. DiCaprio is, like, on TV at all times. Do you know what I learned on ESPN Radio, listening to the Levitard show? What? That Mark Wahlberg was up for the Titanic role. Yeah, and he turned it down, right? I don't know if he turned it down or what happened, but, uh. like, but like, it was, like, if you just, like, sort of, like, go back in history, like, ooh, it, that's a sliding door moment. Totally. I think also Leo was up for the um, Boogie Nights role. Yes. They, so, they were, like, sort of at the same time. Yeah. And they both... That would have yeah. been fun if they swapped that. That would have been so different. I'm gonna, no, actually, no. I'm going to say they're the exact same movies. I don't think they Mark, are the same movies. No, Mark Wahlberg and Titanic, no way. I think it works. I don't know. I like, think it works. That young boyish Leo, I had a big crush on him when I was 12. I'm sure, I'm sure you did. <laughs> Do not doubt that. What did you say? Do not doubt that. Yeah. Let's move on. Weird watches. Weird watches. So I'm really into the Great British Bake Off, which in this country is called the Great British Baking Show. Why? I don't know. It's Why just, that change? Is it a minor change? I don't know. We don't understand what a bake-off is over here? Like, that's too complicated for the viewers. They, they have to, they, it has to be a baking show. It's a really weird thing. They they started showing it last season here on PBS, part mm-hmm. of the Sunday Night Block, mm-hmm. which I'm really into. And uh, Wait, what? Yeah, they have, some, they have like a bunch of Masterpiece shows on right now. 
It's really great. Wait, CBS is Sunday Night Vlog? PBS. Oh, PBS. Oh, I'm sorry. So, CBS. I thought you said CBS. They've got The Good Wife, which I also watch, and football. Don't they usually have a Tuesday, a a Sunday game? No, it's NBC. Oh, yeah. But The Good Wife is, like, often preempted, whatever. Anyway, the PBS shows a great British bake-off, and I read the Daily Mail a lot. So, currently, the most recent season of the bake-off just ended in England, and it's, like, the most popular show, like, in, like... Uh, BBC history. It was originally on BBC Two, which is like ESPN Two. Really, and it was so popular that I got bumped up to BBC One. Huh. And it's was like Stephen A. Smith involved? Uh, nothing I know of. Okay. Neither was Kevin Durant. Um, and it's like wildly popular. So it's like covered in the news. Like it's on, if you read like any British newspaper, like Guardian, Daily Mail, Telegraph, like they they talk about it a lot. Um, but and so it's also on this country right now. But we're one season behind, and I just feel like PBS, like get with it. You can't do that in this yeah, day and age because you're reading Daily Mail. You know what happens in the next right. season, and like and it's like been so popular. And I think that the characters so just, like, who want back it up a little bit. What's happening? They just bake. It's okay. like it's like Top Chef with baking, kind of. But so. They do their bake. Each week has a different theme. Anyone that's listening to this, Juliet just completely changed her body language, (laughs) pushed herself up in her chair, and got really excited, and it made me happy. I love this show. It's also great to fall asleep to, because it's, like, so calming and soothing. It's very... It's almost like a parody of a British TV show. (laughs) And, uh... So each week they have a challenge, like tray bakes or like traditional like tea cookies, like very Brit- very British things. Mm-hmm. And scones. They each have a station in under this like gigantic tent, like it looks like a wedding tent, like in like some like in the countryside somewhere. It's crazy. It's like not even inside. And each episode is just like over the course. It's like almost in real time. It's over the course of a few hours. And in between episodes, they go home. They take the train home. Like it's not like they've signed oh, up. Oh, they don't have to like live in an apartment no. and like do the whole Top Chef thing. So it kind of makes it even more amazing that like they do have like. Do we you follow know, them home and stuff? And like you get, see like, their you like, get, like life? segments on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like fully immersive. It's more like dropping in and out. This on is them. their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's just like funny to me that they get a break. Like it's just a totally different mindset for a reality Much show. Much cheaper. Much cheaper. Much cheaper. Just to have like a, a this every show, shoot you shoot for four hours every like every few days. This show is like probably the lowest budget of like ever BBC production. And of course, it's the highest highest rated. rated. Yeah. And I mean, they do do good casting. Also, the point is for it's supposed to be the home baker, so it's not professional bakers, but just like people who like to. Oh, I love it when they do that. Bake on these in shows. their personal time. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. All, that's what all these people are. So it's a lot of like human interest stories, and it's just like it's just really well done. And, um, and there's two hosts, like these two women, and then there's two judges who like come around, uh, like an older woman who is very sassy, and this guy who's like usually, well, I didn't think it was going to be very good, but actually, and it was. In, in a British accent, and it's what's just the most great. delicious thing you've seen on the show they've done some trifles that look really good trifles like you know those big glass dishes that look like a gigantic cocktail cup and then it has like layers and you can see through it because it's glass and it's sort of like a like a moussey like, sort of a thing kind of there's also usually um like fruit involved and different textures like a for parfait? each layer kind of yes or also like a seven layer layer dip i've never heard of a oh i like those i've never heard of a trifle it's though a, it's british sounds great <laughs> uh it's just a it's just a great show very relaxing calming and it's just like it's very lovely it's a nice Good. nice tidy package not relaxing not calming not lovely not in a tight package is my weird watch black ink i can't divorce black ink i'm just so involved in it vh1's like in your life it really is i watched she got game you do you're still watching it i'm still watching that show who's he down to like who are the options i have i didn't see this week's but like he's definitely he started with like 
13 or 14 women and it was like there's 11 that you could just tell just like didn't have what it takes right. you know what I mean so he's got it down to like a reasonable group now because there was a couple in the group before we were like what like How- that dude that, she's not dating the game do you think it's written into his contract that he has to stay with whoever wins for no because of time? he's dating someone else now oh he is who yeah. is he dating I don't know but who knows in his like the game's life but like there's been pictures of him with not women from she got game who would have thought that this reality show would lead out. to some sort of lifelong union how we do by the game was my ringtone my freshman year of college you're gonna sing it no can i sing it sure no let's go to news okay we got a really this is a big one big one gloria govan was on basil wives so this is officially mm-hmm. reality tv Re- news. this is reality tv news uh, you may have heard about it, may not have. So here's the, the brief story. I'm really excited for you to do like the facts only news read. Facts only. Facts only, or as we understand them, because the facts have changed Alleged in the last 24 facts. hours. Yeah. Here's what we know for sure, and then we'll get to what has changed. We know nothing for sure. Here's here's what we've heard. Here's this what what's been changed. reported. Yeah. yeah. Here's what's been reported. Derek Fisher, coach, uh, coach of the New York Knicks, yep. former Los Angeles Laker, winner mm-hmm. of three championships or five. I can't remember what team he was on. I don't know. Which of those teams he was on. Might just actually be yeah. two. Whatever. He was uh, on the Lakers championships teams with Kobe. And, um, was he on the Spurs championship team or something? No. He went to he went to Utah And then one Golden point. State. And he was in the finals. Yeah. Um, Not important. None of this is important. What's important is... <laughs> he was at the home of Gloria Govan, mm-hmm. who is the estranged wife of also former Laker Matt Barnes. I believe they're still technically married. Yeah. But they're separated. Yeah. They have two twins together, or one set of twins, Isaiah and Carter Barnes. They're really cute. You could check. They have a uh, Barnes Boys Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Very adorable. And um, Derek Fisher was there on Saturday night, and um, somehow Mark, Matt Barnes came over. Yes. And he got into a physical alter- altercation. With Derek Fisher. With Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. And it's been reported that both men had scrapes and perhaps some bleeding. Oh, where did you hear? I didn't read that part. I, be- I read that either in the post or ESPN. Ah. Can't remember which one. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, they had a physical alter- altercation. Yes. So originally it was reported that Matt Barnes drove from Santa Barbara, where the Grizzlies were having training camp, mm-hmm. 90 miles to like storm into the house. That mm-hmm. he has since refuted that, saying he was training camp was over, and he had he said today to this was on ESPN that he FaceTime with his twins, and they seemed upset that Derek was there. They're like mom's friends. Derek is here, and they were mm-hmm. un- unhappy about it. So then he drove the 15 minutes to his ex or soon to be ex wife's house, and that's how he ended up there. Um, that's where we are. And and. It's a bad look for both Derek Fisher and It's just not fun Matt to Barnes. talk about, right? Because it's like there's all, what you want to talk about is all speculation and like theorizing and come up with hypothetical things that maybe did happen. But it's not really fair to do that with two like grown human beings oh, and we yeah. have no idea what happened. So it is kind of weird to like address it into a microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a huge story. Like NBA Twitter was like freaking out over it. There's been like updates and addendums. Yes. Um, and it was like there's one on one side. It's like, oh, Matt Barnes is this enraged, crazy person just like, you know, driving 200 miles, you know, an hour down 95 miles to go, you know what I mean? Like storm the castle. And then there's another part. He's like, oh, yeah, like I was worried about my kids. Right. You know what I mean? And like where the truth lies, it's like I have no idea. And then Derek Fisher, I don't know where Nick's training camp was, but I don't think it was in California. I I believe I read that he had permission from the team to go back. Because his family's here. Because his family is here. Yes. Um. 
And then he was late for tra- for practice on Monday. And he said it was because of the plane. That's the official reason why. If um, only we could check on to see if the plane was on time or not. <laughs> if only that was possible. I don't know. It's just a bad look for both of them. And I feel like um, – I, I don't know. I, I – I don't want to say. But That's the thing. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to have the fun conversation about it because it's unfair to the human beings involved. Because the fact we don't of the matter know is, enough. we don't know what happened. Also, I'm not a parent, and I just but I just think that like when you have your kids involved, it's just different. Like it kind of changes the scenario. So yes. it's less fun to joke about with Matt Barnes' kids involved. Also, like one thing I read, which I don't know if this is true, is the only reason they stopped fighting was because one of the kids was like crying or was yes. upset, was, like asking them not to. And that's like a very sad scene. Like a seven year old being very totally. upset because there, there's a fight going on at their house. Like that's horrible. So it that's, is. that's the kind of thing, like, like, you know, that would scar you. You and would remember that your life. whole life. Yeah, of yeah. course. You would totally remember that. Like affecting children. And we don't even know what happened. And like you think about it, and I'm just like saying this, like when you look at it on the rundown, like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. But then you start talking about it. And you're like, ah, this is just bad. Let's move on to like have some fun talking about the next news item. Particularly because there's just like no right and no wrong here because we don't know enough and it looks bad for everyone. Like yes. everyone involved comes off poorly. Yes, except for the kids. Except who, for the kids. Yeah, They're kids. What do they do? They're yeah. really cute. Check them out on Instagram. Yeah. All right, next. This is a fun one. Good. Chris Souls of The Bachelor from The Farmer from Iowa, mm-hmm. Prince Farming, was courtside at a preseason Knicks game with potentially his new GF, Rumor Willis. Okay, but it's. Be clear, like they were on the same season of Dancing with the Stars, so they do have a reason to know each other and have each other's names in their phones. They didn't just like pop up and make this public no. appearance. But what I found most alarming about this was the matching motorcycle jackets. <laughs> I, okay, it was I, just so obvious. You, I feel like you don't like men in motorcycle jackets. No, I do. Just, just you didn't like last week, Fred. I, and Fred did, just didn't fit. It was Did just, it, like, didn't, it didn't work with his look. Okay, I you know what I mean? I think that Chris Souls especially looks good in leather jackets because he's like that like farmer guy. I'm not, how many words a minute do you think he says? Like, What is his or, or a day? Point What's four. the average? Like, no, oh, less, like point two. He speaks so little. I'm just like, why is anyone dating this dude? But now I understand why he broke up with Whitney. Is he obviously just wanted? He's going for fame. And don't those? There are certain couples that work really well, where it's like silent dude, super talkative chick, yeah. or vice versa. Like that does work. In in you know, we all have that like sort of couple friend that does that. Sure. But these jackets, man. Like if you're gonna sit. You know you're going to be seen if you sit courtside at MSG, even if they are playing like Barcelona or yeah, whatever, it's a <laughs> whatever they play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know you're going to be seen. You know that there are professionals there to, that just take pictures of people in the front row, and those pictures end up in Us Weekly. Like this is a known thing. So this could be just an arranged PR thing, or it could be like coming out as a couple. But in both scenarios, you cannot both wear these ridiculous leather jackets. Right. Like it's something like he so, must. She, and also hers was better, so I feel like he should have just deferred. Yes. She had more like her whole look was a, a bigger commitment to like punk rock. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like she should have seen out. her and been like, oh, like I'm I'm just gonna take off my jacket and just lay it across my lap. He didn't do that though. No, he didn't do that at all. Moving on, ABC Family's rebranding to be called Freeform. Okay, we did not prepare this before the podcast, okay. but let's just try to come up with a better idea and put like thirty seconds on the clock. Okay. Does ABC have to be involved in the title? No, but clearly not. Okay. Um, um, oh God, I'm not good at this. I don't know, like the meetup. Like I don't. I'm just thinking of like Freedom. teams. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of too. <laughs> like, 
like the like cafeteria or like oh yeah like that's actually kind of a good name the for a cafeteria channel. cafeteria yeah. it's, we've got a bunch of different stuff yeah that's it cafeteria <laughs> cafeteria would done be and it's also like a school thing yeah. you like uh, yeah done. teenagers like would understand that there you go it took us 25 seconds and by us I mean you 25 seconds to come up with a better name I just I like to come up with like watershed names for things like I don't I mean whatever watershed just sort of like very like um, open ended terms that could then be applied to like various things for different meanings. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> one of the sister wives got catfished by a woman pretending to be a man. So the first sister wife. Wait, first of all, what could I possibly add to that sentence to make it any better? Just read it again. <laughs> one of the sister wives got cat- catfished by a woman pretending to be a man. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. That's so That's perfect. It. <laughs> Jax is suing someone else. This time it's a teeth whitening company. I would love nothing more than to have the recorded phone calls between Jax and his lawyer. Because I just feel like they kind of spitball this stuff. The only person I hate more than Jax is his lawyer, who's I going just, to take this stuff on. Yeah, I just feel like they spitball this stuff. I feel like they're like they like good friends that like have like you know egg white omelets in the morning. They're like, so, like, uh, can you come up with anything today, Jax? And he's like, I did try this teeth whitening stuff once. They spent less time coming up with his latest lawsuit than ABC Family did with their new name Freeform. Perfect. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, The Right Reasons, and we also have another podcast called Food News, which you can listen to on Mondays. Please subscribe to that one as well. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on Podcasts.